You're the one foretold of in the prophecy of better buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. Uh, back again this week, we've got Calvin. And not having dinner tonight, James. Hello, everybody. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week. Uh, what accomplishment are you most proud of? Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you both time Absolutely to think. Absolutely nothing. I don't believe mm-hmm. that one for a second, Calvin. Uh... I think the accomplishment I'm most proud of is that I accomplished... I've I've technically accomplished a couple New Year's resolutions, but I accomplished my New Year's resolution in 2018 to write one poem a day. And I stuck to it. I wrote 365 poems. They're mostly garbage. Mostly garbage. But that's what you get when you try and force yourself to be creative continuously for that long. Um... But it was, admittedly, I wrote a lot of poetry during class, during during my college coursework. Um, but it, mm-hmm. I was bored anyways. So there you go. That's that's awesome that you did that though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's and it's honestly what started my kick of doing like of I guess of learning to goal set for myself. Of, I want to do this just to see if I can do it. I, when I, I remember when I first started, I, it was New Year's Day. I was like, I want to do this. I don't know that I'll get to the end, but I know I'm going to do it today and I'm going to try and do it tomorrow. And I'm going to just keep reminding myself, have I done this today? Yes or no? No? Do it. Because even if it got to 10 o'clock at night and I was about to go to bed and I hadn't done one for the day, I could sit down, put down four lines of garbage that rhymed, and still technically accomplish my goal. Um, and there could be, I bet, sometimes, not not always, and maybe not even a lot, but sometimes there was uh, gold in some of those garbage ones. Or like little little oh, yeah. Gems. There, there are definitely yeah. some that were better than others. Um, I remember I had one that <laughs> it was actually at one of our parties. I was at a party. I think it might have been spring, the spring splash. First year I could participate in spring splash, or maybe it was a party like just before or afterwards. But it was right around in that time frame, and I had realized I hadn't written one for the day. So I asked somebody at the party what I should write on, and they gave me... It was either, like, science... I think it was physics. They told me I had to write on physics. So I wrote a poem about physics. Um, Another time, I wrote about a poem about ivory towers and academia, and being critical of that. Interesting. Yeah. Have you gone back and read some of these? No. Do you ever do that? Not that often. should. I should, though. I think I I I should sometime soon. But it kick-started... I think I've done a New Year's resolution every year since. Um, admittedly, my 2020 New Year's resolution was very um, 
loosey-goosey because it was keep podcast going. And I, it, it was probably, it's, it's like a, it was a cop-out for a New Year's resolution to say, yeah, I did it. Because it wasn't a really hard, fast one like my other ones have been. But I just really, I find it satisfying to have this goal and accomplish it. Because even if I don't do anything with it after the year, like, I didn't keep writing poetry that continuously. And I've written a little bit of poetry since, but not nearly as much. And I'm, I'm struggling with it more than I used to. But I, I have that year's accomplishment that I can point back at and say, I did that. So my 2018 uh, New Year's resolution, I think, is probably my proudest to come. Oh, yeah. What about you guys? Oh, um, I don't know. I think what will be my proudest accomplishment I'm still working on. Does that count? Or is that well, like you haven't accomplished have it, have else? you? I know. So, <laughs> um, damn. Calvin, do you have any ideas? Not really. Not proud of Eagle Scout? Proud of it. I don't know if that's my proudest accomplishment. What would you compare it to? I don't know. Sounds like it's a pretty good running. Yeah, but I don't know. When you say proudest accomplishment, I don't know. To me, that means like just nothing else can even come close to it. Mm -hmm. I think I would rephrase it as to be most proud of at the moment just because it'd be kind of insane to get to the end of your life and be like no yeah that one thing i said back in 2021 is being the thing i'm the most proud of that's still my proudest accomplishment like it's fair it'd be kind of insane if i got to the end of my life was like yeah that 2018 new year's resolution never did anything better well, I'm not saying I, would... I, I I realize what you mean by like up until this point, but I still think my uh, what I'm saying holds. It's just like nothing else can hold compared to it, up, like that I've done obviously up until this point. Mm. I expect I will. I would hope at least I would do stuff in the future that yeah. would be better, because otherwise that means my I've already peaked in life, and that's just depressing. <laughs> no, I think I kind of get what RJ is saying. I would say for me. Um, mine would be about two and a half weeks ago. I went for like a swim for the first time in like three or four years, basically. Um, like I haven't swum laps in a pool in, I don't know, maybe since, since high like, school? since 2015, I swam sometimes in college, like at the very beginning sliver of my freshman year. Um, but I don't really remember swimming that much afterwards. So I haven't done it for like almost six-ish years. Um, like willingly gone to a pool to swim laps. Um, I just didn't do it. And I did it like a couple weeks ago. And it was like one of the best feelings ever. Um, there are parts that definitely sucked. And I felt like an old man doing it. <laughs> but at turns? the end of it. Yeah, like flip turns felt okay. It was just like... I don't know. It was just being back in the water again. I was just like, holy shit. Uh, I'm old. <laughs> I feel old. But I also was like, oh my god, like, if I trained, I could uh, I could, like, do this again. Like, I could at least, like, still get some kind of like, enjoyment and exercise out of it. And I think it'd be fun to kind of train to swim and I am again. Uh, oh, which is what yeah. I used to do, like, back in high school. That'd be fun to work that in. 
not just a 200. There's no way, like, if I did a 400... <laughs> if I if I did a 400, my heart would burst. <laughs> I'd die. <laughs> did you ever do a 400? I think I I probably did one once. Um, I swear to God. For I those think, of you like, who don't every... know swimming terminology, uh, I am is... Uh... I don't remember what the I stands for, but it's medley. It's the international medley. International or individual medley. Me- or, individual or, medley? No, no, it's kind of individual medley, because the medley med- is the it's relay event. Yeah. Um, individual medley, no, where you do it. all four competitive swim strokes. Butterfly, which is where the arms come up over the top. Backstroke. Mm-hmm. Breaststroke, where they don't swim like a normal person swims. And then mm-hmm. freestyle, which is just arms forward going. Yeah. Um, it sucks. Nobody yeah. likes doing it. Even people who Trying say they like doing it don't it like doing fast. it. <laughs> Trying to swim it fast is like torture. Um and swimming it in front of people um is insane. Uh no, I I want to try and do it again um cuz I feel like I'm almost <laughs> in a way like in better shape than I was in high school. Um, but that means I want to almost kind of like train for it. But oh yeah, I don't know. That was my like. Now that when I've been gone back and thought on it, that's like the best I felt exercising in like a long time. And I don't know if it was just partially like literally taking a bath and nostalgia because I swam laps at like the you know the middle school pool, or if it was just like easier on the joints or just felt good or something else. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm happy that I did it because it's something I didn't even think I would like ever do again. Um, but yeah, nice. That's so far. So far, I would say that's been my proudest. Just for like, I don't know, just for doing it. You know, that's that's good. Calvin, have you have you decided on one yet? Not really. I don't okay. really have one. I'm proud of you. So am I. What about, uh, do you have to have a time in Japan? There's no way that you don't. There's no way that you don't have some moment you're proud of. I don't know. Nothing, like, stands out to me as being uh, special. What about Mm. the time you slept under a tree? That was pretty cool. I don't know if that's something to be proud of. Hey, the Buddha did that. What are you saying about the Buddha? Yeah, but he did it for seven days. And you did it for a movie. For a night. (laughs) I did do it for a movie. Fair enough. Ugh. All right. Well, it's just supposed to get conversation going, so we're we're not gonna <laughs> we're gonna force you to answer. We'll just beat you up later. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sounds like fun. Gonna... <laughs> we will beat you until you're proud of yourself. Yeah, we'll finally get the opportunity to wear our matching jackets. It'll be great. What? That's a what? man beater. Yeah, what? no, like, or like Better Buddies. What if we had Better Buddies matching? What if RJ and I showed up to your Actually, house wearing Better Buddies matching jackets and just beat the shit out of you, Calvin? What would you do? <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? You long-haired hippie prick. <laughs> hey, my hair's not that long yet. Oh, I it know. should you're be. Not, you're... <laughs> yeah, you gotta get I'm it. I'm going for it. I'm going yeah. for it. I do, I do have a haircut. I have a haircut Friday, but I'm just getting it trimmed and styled so that i don't look like trash in the in between good smart Smart. you want to get it like and also hopefully the barber will actually know what's like current for styles and Mm. help me Mm. decide how to style it because i have no sense of fashion taste whatsoever james you bring up the matching jackets um are we getting matching jackets no not yet 
Not yet. Maybe maybe not in, yet. Maybe when the series ends. Um but I did have this no. thought uh like a couple months ago, a few months ago of making playing or not playing making um baseball cards for for a friend group. Yeah. Oh damn. That was you could just really buy funny. like cards printed with whatever you want on them. It's not expensive either. It's like 12 bucks. I would actually be kind of funny. We could get like stats on there. We could get like greatest accomplishments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something a little like bio. That. Or yeah, like a, like yeah, like a baseball and a Pokemon and some other card like all mixed together. Yeah. That would be that would be awesome. I would dig that. Yeah. All right, cool. We're going to have to we're going to have to work on like putting these together and like pictures and stuff cuz this is just for us. Like sorry audience, you don't get any. Uh Oh, this but, is yeah these are like we keep them yeah yeah it's like our identification cards it's how we know if there's ever like an invasion of the body snatcher scenario or like a mass possession it's how we know that we're us it's like friendship identification cards but what well, can't they just like take it off our dead body oh see but that's uh, the thing. they're snatching our body if it's a body snatcher then they have our body see that's yeah, that's the we, glory of it we make an extra set that we all sign our cards as legally binding documents that we will never betray each other, even in the face of body snatcher invasions. Uh, see, I think I think we got to go with the get the RFID chip and plant it in our hands, and then because every body snatcher video or movie and stuff that I've seen, they can never replicate foreign objects. So if you don't have the chip in your hand anymore, we're going to have to kill you. Wait, but isn't the whole point of body oh, snatching fuck. that they snatch your body, which means they're in control of your body? So could they snatch your body with an RFID chip? Yeah, but if they, if that's the case, then the exact same thing applies to the card. So it's a moot point. My my I, way at least protects us from like instances of like the thing or whatever. Well, what would stop uh, the thing from putting the like chip that. in its own arm? They never know it's there. Also, what if there was a hidden question on each card that only we knew how to like see or answer or ask? It's just under the black we asked light. it to them. And we didn't know that. Yeah, like what if we devised it that way, where you had to like? Well, ask then we need. We just need question. to come up with like a code word, like a like we need to come up with like we passphrases, make... like like those like challenging responses, like in in uh, Band of Brothers when they landed in Normandy. If they heard someone, they would say flash, and you had to respond thunder. Oh, I was thinking we uh, made shot. a code word, <laughs> one letter on each card, and so you had to know what letter was on your card, but you can't see it. Oh, but oh. But, it, but oh, we could do that, and we could write all the code words on the cards, and you would have to know how to access them, but then also they're in like a mixed up order, and we can have different code words for if you're in duress or not. Um. So you have, a <laughs> you have a challenge phrase, and depending on your response, you're either all clear, in distress, or like... We can have a couple of their scenarios, and then we're gonna that then we're gonna make so a, our own secret language really cool. in our treehouses. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Just with cryptographic cards, that would be dope. No, these are good ideas. I like these. Yeah, yeah. These are all just like classic spy and stuff techniques. I know. That's I feel like cool. we're an ad. <laughs> we're like a marketing uh, uh, department for like uh, like a Man from Uncle type comic. We're like, what kind of tricks do the kids want to see in comic <laughs> books today? They we like get those way to utilize those Dakota rings. Oh, Dakota I'd like rings. more Ovaltine. I'd like to believe that that uh, some of those like products, like there were real such things in some way, like a real uh, pair of X-ray specs actually existed. 
the United States uh, somewhere, and some kid actually got it. Like they accidentally <laughs> sent him out somehow. No, they just sent. It's like a golden ticket. Like just you get one, but they break like they're a regular pair of like uh, uh, like oh, shitty X-ray specs. So yeah. the kid gets the one real X-ray specs, and yeah. is like, "Oh, cool! I got the. They work. They actually work." Yeah. But then accidentally like drops them out a car window or like. It gets set on the table in a glass of water spills, so the paper melts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, okay. Uh, and, and it teaches loss and motivation. And also, maybe kid. he'll go and invent x-ray specs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but our x-ray specs <laughs> have already be... been invented in this th- this timeline. Yeah, but they're not going to give them out to everybody. It's got to just be one. I... It's got to be like uh, like Excalibur. If every knight had Excalibur, that would be lame. I don't know, that'd be pretty cool. I mean... <laughs> they have to just form really Mega Excalibur. <laughs> yeah, it's not even like a, like an actual like mobile Gundam, it's just a giant sword, so nobody can actually do anything with it. <laughs> That's why they start building Gundams. They they built the sword first, and they're like, well, oh, shit, we oh. can't lift this. Oh, I see. Okay, so China, or uh, Japan builds the body, uh, China finances it, and then... Uh, and then England builds, builds the sword. The sword. Brilliant. Brilliant. Because English are clearly the only ones with dark practitioners of magic. Yeah, they're the only ones who could make, like, truly cursed steel. We got so far off the rails. (laughs) I just like, I mean, I like to imagine the British all secretly doing witchcraft their spare time. But they also have tea. And that's also fair. They've got something else to focus on. Well, they have to make sure they get the, like, they time out the rituals that they still have time for tea. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's why tea time is so important because they're really casting hexes on everybody before they. Uh, well, it's it's a timed go. ritual where because of the timing of tea time, they need to make tea time a set, consistent time so that everyone in the country goes and has tea at the same time, going through the motions oh. of a shared communal experience. Those are actually the somatic and verbal components to a massive spell. That due to all of them focusing on it at once, it still it is a continual cloaking of the rest of the world's realization of how shitty Britain has been to the planet. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Which is why America's getting uh, all of the hate right now. <laughs> Even though Britain I'd was a to... way worse conqueror. Uh, one of the side effects is that the Queen stays alive for 800 years and nobody questions it. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's brilliant. That that would actually that would make a lot of sense. That is a conspiracy theory I'm willing to not it's only not a investigate theory, it's a but also believe in. It's a total fact. Those conspiracy facts. Yeah, I mean you're right. You're actually pretty right. Like they're arguably the last like modern empire that we'll probably see. That will I mean, dude, they were so big that their corporations had like private standing armies. I mean, last I, I could have sworn I saw a headline like a, a few <laughs> weeks or a few months ago that was like the sun finally sets on the British Empire because some small <laughs> little place uh it left the empire. Or the, and, I think it has or, yet. Oh, has it not? I could have sworn it was that like some little place left and so Maybe. there was you, you finally could right. this one strip of planet that there was no British there. Because yeah, Canada's I know there was only part, isn't it? Yeah, the Commonwealth. If you consider the Commonwealth yeah. 
and some of its ex overseas territories. You're right. The sun had still never set. And I know what I, I don't remember the island, but you're right. It was down to like literally a island was all that was keeping the sun from setting. Um, this could be new information that I just don't know that if they somehow if they left or something, but I thought they were still there. Last I heard, they'd left, but uh, just verify our sources, folks. Listener, look it up. <laughs> Do your own research for once. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's kind of, it's still, like, can you imagine Walmart or Amazon having, like, their own army? Uh, they do. Insane. They just use them I to mean, ship boxes. Uh, yeah, but it'd literally be like if, like, it'd be like if Amazon colonized um i don't know Mars? like malaysia or venezuela but don't say that rj that's scary <laughs> it's happening <laughs> i don't i don't want i don't want company i mean i guess to be fair this this country was colonized by a company so i don't i, I mean, mean but it was also yeah it was also cal, uh colonized by catholic steel albeit spanish catholic <laughs> steel i but actually still. learned something new about that uh, so I was reading Reddit mean? Ask Hist Historians, and apparently mm. part of the reason ca conversion to Catholicism was so important for Native Americans was in Europe they had set up this legal doctrine where uh, the like that were the terms of ownership of land in the New World, which was a massive way for the Europeans to say, fuck you to the Native Americans, you don't own land. But part yeah. of the requirement for owning land was you had to be Christian. And so <laughs> if the natives converted, that was at least one step towards, like, getting recognized as, yes, we own this land. Please don't take it oh, from God. us. Oh, God. We beg you. That's kind of that's kind of insane when you think about it. Yeah. Because, like, how do you argue with that? That's the worst part of a religious defense is, like, you can't disprove it. Which is also kind of like the point of it, but at the same time, if somebody like misuses that, it's just not fair. Because that's you're right. Like, well, all I the think European... initially it's also not fair because they said, "Hey, this entire nation of people who have never heard of Jesus, you have to be Jesus people in order to own your land that you're already on." Yeah, that's also fair. <laughs> like that's they that's the shitty part, like... James. I mean, at the same time, let's keep in mind that certain Americans had plenty of reason for not liking uh, Native Americans, because a lot of Native American tribes, for understandable and obvious reasons, sided with the British during the War of Independence. Yeah. Um, which is why you could understand in some way an American resentment and lack of mercy towards the Native Americans like as they went across the land. It doesn't excuse any atrocities, but you can definitely understand why some Americans were like, fuck these guys. But uh, it still wasn't right. It was like a bloody mess, almost the definition of it. On that happy note, let's uh, let's do our next segment. <laughs> Better Buddies <laughs> Recommend, where you recommend a piece of media to enjoy yourself and forget about any atrocities committed throughout all of history. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's always good to think back, but stay in the present. Uh, for my recommendation, I'm Calvin. I'm sorry. This is like the fifth time I've brought this up in the last two days. Um, Don't worry, we watched it. Oh, you did? Oh, excellent. Um, I'm going to recommend America the Motion Picture, new on Netflix this <laughs> July past July Fourth weekend, by the people who brought yep. you Clone High, an endearing tale of how George Washington avenged Abraham Lincoln's death and founded America from the fun uh, in rebellion against the fun police British. 
Yep. I would what say. What did you like about this movie, RJ? I liked. Uh, <clears throat> I liked a lot of the America jokes. Uh, I think one of my favorites is they go to a bar called Vietnam. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they do. Yeah. That, that was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that like all of the Vietnam references in reference to that scene. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, there's like an argument later about whether or not they won Vietnam. Yeah. And George, George Washington is like, no, we totally won Vietnam. Uh, and I think it's like, I think it's Sam. John Henry, isn't it? Or, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Sam Adams is like, Samuel oh, Adams, we totally yeah. won. And, yeah. But prior to that, in other scenes, other characters had been like, yeah, no, we, that was a mess. I lost my arm. Those are like... And then after all those conversations happened, Sam Adams, like, later in the movie, Sam Adams was like, yeah, we won Nam. I was like... Mm. Also, there was, like, comments of, like, man, being imagine being so arrogant that you couldn't just accept the fact that you didn't win every single war that you had ever be, been in. Yeah. Like, they directly call it out. <laughs> yeah. I also really liked um, Paul Revere. <laughs> Paul Revere uh, was oh so good. <laughs> Raised by horses. He's the best racist. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the best, the best racist in the colonies. He was the best horse racist in the colonies. <laughs> uh, uh, so damn. that, and That's I really, fair. really love the animation style. That was like this it weird two D, three D mix. Yeah, I, there was I, some, it grew yeah. on me. Yeah, mm. I there also were some had, scenes uh, that look good. George yeah. Washington. If you had swapped out his coat and his hair for Buzz Lightyear's uniform, he would just be Buzz Lightyear. You're right. He <laughs> like does he has the exact same head shape and chin. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, I Buzz love... Lightyear chainsaw uh, <laughs> arm things. Yeah. Chainsaw I, hidden blades. He loves the relationship between um, George and Martha. I thought that was great. Uh, I thought that was very funny. Um, I think Judy Greer was a good actress. Yeah. And, uh, like, good for that role. And I also really loved um, just, like, little shots, like, like all those movies um, or stuff they've done. They do a good job with, like, quick little, like, visual gags. And the one scene, um, I, I'm not, I don't want to say any spoilers. Uh, so... There's a scene where there's a bunch of uh, people from all across like American history like gathered together at this place, um, and it's just kind of funny. It's it's zombie Ben Franklin. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you catch oh, yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda? Yes, yes, and yes. JFK. We did. We paused JFK. and like we paused and because yeah. we saw a couple of those guys and we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. come <laughs> back! And we paused and looked at them all. What about yeah, uh, the probe droid? Yes. yes. Yeah, that was good. I totally forgot, too. I forgot that Andy Samberg voices uh, Benedict Arnold. Does he? Simon. Pe yeah, he does. And I mm -hmm. like I remembered, um, like, I think Cal or John looked it up before we saw it or you you were talking about it. I maybe I can't remember, but I remember hearing it before I before going into the movie. But all throughout the movie, like, for some reason, I was just like, who the hell is that? Like, yeah, it's Andy Samberg. Um, and then Simon Pegg is uh, King James. Nice. Uh, so I got a full I, cast. I will say, I think the one thing that kind of wore on me a little bit was, mm -hmm. and see, now I'm struggling to remember because I it wasn't that bad, but <clears throat> it got to be a little much the whole, um, oh my god, no, I can't even remember. It was one of the running jokes that they made Are about you? like how shitty uh, 
or like the the white man thing throughout the whole thing. Like, yeah, you're right, and it was funny most of the time, but there were a few points where it was like, if it, it, it was really stretching that line between funny and harping. I see. I felt that way about. <clears throat> Um, and I liked this character, and I think the joke could have been funnier if it had been used more sparingly and strategically, but Tom Thomas Edison's constant references to science. Oh, I love it. It was like, all right. I was like, this will work in like a few bits, but I just felt like it kept like that was one where I was like, All right, there's a lot of that in there. We could take out like one or two of those, you know. Yeah. But I thought it was an interesting character. I was like, All right, like that's fun, that's creative. But yeah, I also really like where they're going in the Thomas into the Thomas Edison thing, the discussions on like uh, Washington and Adams, but like different letters. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> with an E instead of an O. Everyone always had an E, and I was like, no, not with an E. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's dumb funny, but also smart funny. It's like kind of hitting that area. Um, I don't think it quite hits the level of clone high. No. I don't think it does. But I do think it's pretty, like, it's a step above, like, average, like, summer comedies. Um, I could see that being, like, a drunk, like, 4th of July party background stable, you know? Yeah. yeah. That, that'll that be a movie in, like, 10 years that if there are still television networks around in any capacity, <laughs> they'll be running, like, before Independence Day for, like, the 4th of July special or whatever. It definitely made me a pre- like, or it just reminded me of the, like, hey, America, we gotta take the, g- the bad with the good. Both have happened. We cannot, and much with, like, anything that has been around for 200 years and is made of people, and people themselves can neither truly be boxed into solid black-white definitions of good-bad. There are things that are worse and better. But to definitive, but the, you got to take all of it in its all of its history. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like actually kind of almost an inspiring and a humbling um, kind of movie. I in in a lot of different ways. Like it's kind of like all right. Well, and I'm a sucker for weird. A, for an end end of the movie massive team up. Like I, I'm a sucker for that. <laughs> so yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was uh, it was very well done. It they they knew kind of what they were doing. I think. But yeah, uh, that's my recommendation. <clears throat> I've stolen it out from under both of you. <laughs> um, that's you... fun. I figured you were going to recommend that. <laughs> I I have one. Go for it. Um, I recently, over the weekend, on the request of our dear, dear friend, Matthew, Matt. Um, of Maddie Misplays on Twitch. Maddie Misplays. We... I I watched Bo Burnham's <clears throat> newest special, Inside. How um, is that? Oh, yeah. I thought it was really interesting. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Um, and the reason I think that is because, like, um, how much do you guys like want to actually know about it? Like, I'm not going to try and spoil like anything really, but how much? Do you I'll probably not watch it, so I don't. Really I care. would like to know more about it rather than less because I've been tempted to watch it, but currently it's sitting in this spot for me of I don't know if this is actually a comedy special or just an entertainment special, and I'm afraid it's going to be a little bit almost pity party. A grandiosing of depression and anxiety disorders and the struggles for the past year, you know? Okay, so in some way, 
you're not entirely wrong. There's there's a way where it feels like that in some capacities. But, Which, to be fair to it, it was created yeah. based out of... Because he was about to start going on... I heard over the weekend, actually, some people I was with on, on Saturday were talking about it. Um, oh. Bo Burnham had been about to go tour again. Like, he had stopped because he was having anxiety attacks on stage in the middle of performances. And he yeah. had just been about to go on tour again when the pandemic... Yeah, he quit um, uh, performing stand-up. And I think he was still writing and stuff because he, like, made a movie. But he quit performing, really, about five years ago. Um, he didn't do any of that. And he had been doing that since he was, like, a kid. Like, probably 14 or 15 in some capacity. And he just quit uh, for five years because it was, like you said, like... According to him, like, really damaging his, like, psychological and physical physical health. And um, in January of 2020, the guy started to feel better, a little bit more himself. And he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to write a special and I'm going to uh, try to get out there and perform again. And then the pandemic hit and he was <laughs> locked inside with his, this special he had started to make. And all the hope of presenting it or himself to, like, the audience um, and in a capacity hope in general just evaporated as he was like locked inside uh during quarantine and because of that the special is definitely it is not what i would call like a comedy special there are some funny parts to it it is more of a long um kind of rambling almost schizophrenic but very intriguing like art journal there are a lot of like different little ideas and almost entries in this thing it's almost a video diary um, but it's very highly crafted, and there are, I would say, one or two specific bits stood out for me as, like, really polished and actually kind of, like, hopefully indicative of something that he might do in the future. Um, I think if you like his stuff, uh, if you have seen it before, um, you'll probably like this in some capacity because it's a bit of an insight into who he is just as an artist and and as a person and and kind of what he went through in that common experience that everybody had in some way or another over the past year and a half um, okay if you don't if you don't know who he is uh you probably won't care in some way but it might still be interesting to watch this person basically have a mental breakdown for like a year and film it in like high definition um it's kind of interesting and there are parts that like i'm not trying this isn't like oh you know he went crazy it's like it, there are parts of him like having moments that feel somewhat performative and then there are other parts that feel a little bit more authentic or genuine but it's very interesting. I haven't ever seen something like this before. Uh, I would suggest it. Okay. I, I'm i still on the fence. I've only seen one of his prior specials and his bit part on Parks and Recreation, so... I think, I think just turning it on, because the thing is, is it's, like, pretty to watch. Like, it, it's actually, like well shot and it's kind of cool because he made it himself like it was just him with all this different camera equipment there'll be little bits and pieces of of like footage that he took while he was like setting up for different shots are kind of like layered throughout um not always positioned before the actual senior thing that he made comes up but sometimes um it's just really interesting. Uh, but no, obviously, like, do not go to this. Uh, and he even says it kind of in the beginning. He's like, if you're expecting a uniform work 
or like a traditional comedy special this is this is not it like the, that's this is not going to be that um so it's kind of like um knowingly like fragmentary it's like conscious of that um, okay it's 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 interesting it's it's there's a reason why i said i probably won't watch it again or at the very least i won't watch it for a long time because it was almost kind of like draining watching it there were parts where i was like jesus i get it like it sucks being inside like uh, can we do something else you know but <laughs> there are other times where i was like okay this is really interesting i really like this okay cool yeah kelvin what do you got uh I think I actually have two, if that's fine. Of course. Yeah. Real, just one's just real quick. Um, our our spy talk earlier reminded me of this thing I hadn't checked out in forever, so I've I've been playing around with it here. Um, do you guys know what number stations are? No. So number stations are this kind of confirmed, kind of not like confirmed thing that existed during. May, oh, heavily during the Cold War, but before um, instant communication was really a thing, when we still used uh, radios. Like, satellites were a thing, but, like, they were still just kind of coming around, and it was... So this would be more of, like, a 60s, 70s era, 50s era spy stuff. Um, the idea would be that in order to send a message out via the radio, um, anybody could pick it up. So you would just have to send out a coded message on the radio and you could find these and they were um, a lot bigger like back in during the Cold War because they were they actually were using them. Um, no, obviously, no government's going to come out and confirm that. Yeah, that's what these were. But it's that kind of assumed like, well, this is why you would use these. Yeah. Um, and there would just be like a voice and they would read like nursery rhymes or they would read off strings of numbers and they would send this out either recording or live and they would play it at maybe um tuesdays at 8 a.m or weekdays at noon like this message would go out and who the the whoever was supposed to be picking up this message would just tune into this known frequency that theoretically anyone could find, but even then, it's just like, um, like, have you guys seen the original Red Dawn? Uh, no. Yes. There's a bit. There's a bit there where they're listening to the radio, um, and it's the radio from like the Free America. And on the radio, at one point, the DJ is just like, um, and to all of our like our allies in the um in the occupied area, and then he goes, the chair is against the wall chair is against the wall and then like he says a couple other things so that's basically what it is okay um and i've the um, the modern rogue has a youtube video on it called discovering secret number stations and they link to this uh i believe it's in ice uh, the netherlands the university of twente um they have like a giant freaking antenna that you can just like play with online huh. and like tune into a bunch of different frequencies um and, called? what is the website uh i will post the website but if in the chat because it's not like legible um okay. but if anybody's interested they can either go to the modern rogue youtube channel and look up number stations and that'll kind of go that's where i've got all my information from so they do a little bit in depth and they talk about it and give more examples 
and they talk about the forums of people that try and track these down still. Um, but if you Google University of Twente, T-W-E-N-T-E, um, radio, it'll be like one of your top results. Like I said, I'll post it here. So, um, but yeah, you can just tune into it. it it's, a, it's a bit of a complicated thing to figure out, but it just pops up this giant waterfall of all the like frequencies and all these like the the purple is transmitting stuff and you can like zoom in and try and mess around with try tune in and you can find different stuff like uh earlier i was listening to a bunch of russian fishermen just chatting uh yeah. you can tune in to some military channels that are just broadcasting on open frequencies if they're not talking about anything like private Jesus christ this is awesome so yeah uh I, it's just fun to play around with you know, there's a bunch of forums out there that you can find with people um Cool. That keep track of interesting stations and stuff to tune into. Because I'm, I'm assuming nobody's really cracked any things because, like, it'd be impossible to know what the code words mean. Or yeah, it's like you need a book. Like, if there's, like, a book that, like, you need, like, some sort of one-time pad to, like, be able to understand what's going on. But there are forums that are trying to figure it out because there are some of these stations that have been, trans like, there's one in, like, Cuba that's been transmitting for, like, the past 40 years. Wow. Which implies that there's somebody still listening. <laughs> Well, there implies it's got a purpose. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Yeah, it's awesome. Oof. Uh, but yeah, that kind of became a little bit longer than I meant it. But uh, I would check that out. And then real quick, I just wanted to talk about. I guess it's part of recommendation, but if you don't mind, it's just also something yeah. to talk about. Uh, hmm. I found I I've told you guys in our group chat, but I spent way too much time last night watching a new anime that I found. Uh oh. Uh, and I was very tired at work today. Uh, but it's called, it's on Netflix and it's actually a Chinese anime, <clears throat> really? which Chinese anime can be very, very hit or miss. I find, um, just because the style is very different. Um, it can be, I don't know. This one I thought was great. Um, uh, and it's called, it's on Netflix. It's called the daily life <laughs> of the immortal, uh, of the immortal King. Um, and it's basically, it's like in the far future and basically uh, there's like magic is like a thing. Um, and it's, I think it's heavily based in more Chinese uh, based magic stuff. Um, okay. So it's interesting. Uh, but there's this kid, there's this kid who like, uh, there's... there's a scene where that you see it like in the second or third episode, it's kind of spoilers but not really um he it's like a flashback to when he's born and his dad's waiting outside the operating room and then there's like an explosion and like there's like smoke coming out and this nurse like stumbles out and it's just like sir sir you're your son and he's and she's like struggling and then the dad like breaks down crying like oh no my son because he thinks his son has died and then she finishes her sentence and she's just like your son crawled out on his own and then the kid just walks out of the door of the operating room, the newborn child, and the dad just starts screaming. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's supposed to be this kid is like god level powers of like stuff, but he's trying to hide it because it's just a pain and he doesn't want people to take advantage of it. And so it's just like this guy trying to hide the fact that he's the insanely, most powerful person ever. Yeah, that he could just like destroy the world. Um, 
Yeah, and it's just it's just like 15 episodes long. It's really enjoyable. But I want to talk about it was that there's so it's it's pretty self-referential at sometimes. Well, not self-referential. What is the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, it's like self-aware, and then it also makes fun of a lot of other like pop culture. Like there's a bit where these assassins are trying to break into the school, and they're like beating people up, and then at one point the guy's on a roof. And he does, and he does the full-on Assassin's Creed like leap of faith. There's the there's the eagle's cry that you hear like when he does it, and, nice, and then he lands yeah. in a in a thing of hay. And there's a guard that just like is just like huh, and turns around and walks up to it just like a guard would in the game. And then he's just like, "Where did this bale of hay come from?" And then the guy just <laughs> reaches out and grabs him and pulls him in. Nice. That's pretty great. So it's and got a the, sense of humor. Oh, in, it's in got a, a it's got a really good sense of humor. It's it, I think okay. it does a great job of being really comical and then also somewhat serious and having an actual story going on. Um I think it does a great job of it, but it's got some really funny bits like that. Like at the very beginning they're doing like a power level test. Okay. And <laughs> there's this guy who's like it's all like high schoolers but then they call the first guy and he's like this like kind of like middle-aged guy and everyone's like wait isn't isn't he like that manga artist or something like that and then um and then uh he goes in for the test and then he's just like you have to like punch this like giant demon thing and they test your power based on how hard you hit it and whatnot and he's like, ah, I can do this because I created this manga. And then just like <laughs> punches it and just gets his butt kicked. And nice. I'm pretty sure that's the actual creator. That's good. Okay, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's really funny that he's just like in it. And, then, <laughs> and like is like, no, they, they like call out it being an anime a couple times. But in a really good way that doesn't like, because sometimes people, um, I find fourth wall breaks to be just annoying yeah, uh, yeah. but i think yeah. they do and they, but they're not constant and there's only like a couple and i thought they handled them pretty well nice no it's 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 really funny <laughs> and i was really depressed because i was all excited because i was like i went to bed last night and i was like all right i'll finish it tomorrow and i uh was like super excited to get back into it all day get home turn on the tv as I turn on the TV and turn on Netflix, I'm like, oh, it's taking a while to load. As that's happening, I get an email from my internet provider saying like, hey, there's an outage in your area. <laughs> and then Netflix is like, we can't connect to the internet. And I was just like, God. And then finally, after like 30 minutes, the internet comes back on and I go to watch it. And apparently I finished it last night and I just thought there were more episodes and there weren't. And I was really sad. Oh, damn. Oh, oh that's the worst feeling. Oh, shit. So it's oh, when it's is done. the sec when is the second season? There is no second season. It's just done. Oh, see, that's the problem well, with a lot of that's a problem with a lot of anime is that anime are used to sell the manga or light novel, so they'll only create one season and then walk away and be like, oh, "Well, if you want more, buy the light novel." So I might have to buy the right. light novel. <laughs> uh, the inclusion of the manga artist reminded me of season two of Doctor Stone uh spoiler alert light spoiler uh because uh, they I don't, do you i haven't watched i haven't finished it yet okay uh i'll stop there then because it's <laughs> it's pretty obvious what i was about to say was that there's a, a similar event but uh 
the other, uh, then the fact that it's on Netflix, um, a quick comment about your two, f- uh, favorite character from season three. I've come to the conclusion that I heartily disagree. Wait. Lenore, oh, Lenore? is not best. Really? Lenore is really? not best. Yeah. Lenore is not best. Which one? Who's best? Which one? Uh, Which if one? I, if I have to pick a new character out of the series that comes in the season three, Striga. Is she the big giant one that's like the the fighter, like the yeah, militaristic one? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I yeah, who's uh, not in the talents of seduction? Because let's be honest, that's what Lodore did. She didn't. She didn't politic. She she's not a diplomat. She seducted. That is what politics is, though. No, I would argue that is politics. It's a part I'd of politics. But yeah. it's a big part of politics. It would have probably been a lot easier to, after having built this relationship up, been like, hey, lol, by the way, could you wear this ring so that the monsters you create are also loyal to us? With And then just don't tell him that, oh, by the way, you're also loyal to us now through it. Like, make that the reveal. Rather than just like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm going to slip this ring on your finger while you're not paying attention. Yeah, but the point is that he let his guard down. Like, yeah. it's not what she did. It's, it's the fact that he, like, that sh- it should have been obvious, like, that he was probably being Be manipulated being in yeah. some way. And he probably knew that. So I'd argue that's, like, more failure on his own part, which is almost kind of like the point of politics in some yes. case. I, I don't know. I, But yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that I, I don't think she's best. One's allowed to have opinions. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, everyone's allowed to be wrong at least a couple times in their life. That's why you two we, are still here. Just a couple. Yeah, I know. We've made it pretty far, actually. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> Our next segment, How to Be a Better Buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. With our first question being, why do public bathrooms not allow for men to have their privacy while peeing? Further details. Hi. I've always wondered why men are forced into peeing in public while women are allowed privacy. Is it not weird peeing in front of strangers? Do men not need slash deserve the same privacy women do? What if someone breaks the one stall? What if someone breaks the one stall apart rule? Dude, if I could pee in the street, I would. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I don't think it's like a lack. I, I think it's just convenience. You're trading privacy yeah. for convenience. You're not. You're, there's still stalls. It's not like you can't, if you're worried about that, go and do your own thing in private. Yeah. If you're that if, worried if I about had it, my way, I'd stall. <laughs> I would say it, I I don't know like never I I guess it's never really bothered me before, but that doesn't mean it doesn't bother other people. So I can't rule yeah. that out. But I mean, like some of my most favorite experiences peeing were when I was like a little kid at like a baseball game, and you go into like the big trough and everywhere because you've like that never seen disgusting. like that. No, I know no. it's, it's so it's, it's so, so gross. gross. But it's so funny. It's literally something out of like a medieval village. Like it's great. Fair point. Our next question: What would you tell your 18 year old self about housekeeping and living with other people as an adult? With the further details, what housekeeping mistakes do most young guys make? Oh, I wouldn't know. I've never made one. Yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> would you, huh? <laughs> uh, press X to doubt. <laughs> I would say take care of your animals, wash your dishes, and yes. uh, just make sure your bed's made. I don't know about the bed made one. <laughs> that's I, I I feel like that's whatever. Make it, don't make it. Eh. Yeah, 
Uh, I would emphasize the dishes part just because Same. as someone who mm-hmm. for literally, I didn't even really live with this person. It was three months during a summer job lived with someone who wouldn't, they would wash their dishes like once a week and they only use, like they used one pan to make mac and cheese and would let it sit for a week at a time with just sitting, standing water and whatever the like remains were still in the pot. It was the it was disgusting. It made me wretch whenever I had to go throw something in the gar like the communal garbage. So washing yeah, dishes. Yeah, that just sounds terrible. Like who who would ever? I don't think I was. was I <laughs> you were you that bad. bad. You were not that no, bad. I, no, but you no. did you did eventually take to your 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 route so that you didn't have to worry about washing dishes. Was you instead just took them to your room and left them in your room <laughs> and then just washed. Oh, all in one shot, like a week later. It's so easy to uh, to just get a one. So then we were just know? missing dishes. <laughs> oh, James, I'm so glad we've never lived together because I probably would have strangled you. Yeah, you probably would That's, have. You like the you taking dishes to a bedroom is one of the most annoying things to me. I know. That I was do. Fine. It was his bedroom, yeah. so I didn't care. <laughs> I do. No, I do feel like for that. That's uh, uh, RJ. You said something a couple days ago that rings pretty true. Like I do. Uh, I kind of live like however I can get away with. Basically, like I'd like to think for the most part I'm relatively courteous, but there's definitely some like bullshit that I pull where I'm like, eh, if I could be lazy, I'll just be. I'll yeah. just be fucking lazy. And some of it's pretty inexcusable. Some of it I think I've cleaned up past year or so i don't know in the I past year you've been living alone like, i know it's it puts a lot in perspective you're like oh my god um <laughs> i will be i have no one to so blame for this but myself <laughs> yeah it's like sometimes like when you're living alone like that the last thing you want to walk into is like dirty apartment and sometimes yes. the first thing you want to walk into is an apartment that's just been like totally clean um recently and you're like along ah. that line put things away it like i get having kind of a messy desk i don't have like necessarily the cleanest desk myself usually like the cleanest workspace i'll usually have like a notebook or some pens out or whatever but like it's at least organized in a way that makes sense to me of like i have this notebook out for this for like general note taking and on top of it is my schedule notebook and i've got like a couple pens and a few other things that i've left here because i was working on them but everything else is away and my when uh, in my dorm room, my Xbox controller has its place, and my video game drawer, everything has its place in the drawer. Like, mm. keep at least your stuff put away, even if it's not necessarily the best organized, but it's not just sprawled everywhere like you live in a pigsty. You will feel happier and live a simpler, happier life. Yeah, I found that there's definitely a big difference between like not everything needs to it doesn't need to look like a military like barrack, but like as long as it looks like kind of okay and you keep it kind of clean and tidy at the very least and you like know where things are, I think it takes on kind of like a rough charm of its own because it's yours, but you're still making it look like nice in some way. Keep stuff know? off the floor. Yeah. Calvin, any other pieces of advice for that question? Oh, Calvin died. Oh my god. Oh. Hi. Oh. Hey. Yeah. You've okay, returned so from the void. You didn't hear anything of what I said then, I assume. No. Uh, uh, we yeah. heard you say uh, that oh, some stuff about uh, back when James was talking about uh, how good and cleanly he was, and you were like, uh-huh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, no, I guess I would just say that, um, yeah, I don't <laughs> I was always good at cleaning the common areas, which I felt was like most important. And then my room was always just an explosion. <laughs> which has been hard now that I live in a studio because everything is yeah (laughs) so that's forced me to like mainly just have less stuff yeah living in a small space definitely makes you like prioritize tell me about it sure i have i still am so annoyed with myself that i have two small spaces worth of stuff yeah and i can't really get rid of our next question what is it about ancient rome that men like so much sandals (laughs) <laughs> not the answer that i was expecting <laughs> but a good answer yeah um i don't know that's like it's kind of the same reason like it comes from the same you can ask the same thing about like why do you guys like goodfellas so much or mobster movies or something it's Cowboy and not movies. just because they're both not because they're just both italian or whatever or <laughs> a lot of them are but it's it, it does seem to be a running thread but um yeah think uh i think in ancient rome especially because it it's the last um kind of like as far as we understand it i don't know how to say it exactly so i'll say it like this and then you guys like course correct yeah um i'm gonna say the last like overtly masculine empire or government that we know of where it was like I don't know like there's something about like ancient rome that feels lost because it felt yeah. like like people afterwards imitated it and it seemed like a lot of people in other cultures like the ethics weren't as strong it was more about appearances i'm thinking mainly of like how we went from like ancient rome to like the dark, dark ages, ages. no yeah dark I... ages that's where i proceeded yeah. after i would agree yeah. um i would say that's more that's obviously the romanticized image of rome yeah. real rome was just yes actual just garbage but that romanticized yeah. image of like that whole masculine sword and sandals kind of deal i would say you're right that is kind of that the one of the big examples and one of the last real still standing examples which i think there's something to be said about that whole masculine image i think it is been taken too far and it can be dangerous and it's not something that should be held up as this is the only this is the standard by which you should judge yourself and this is perfect um but i don't think i think just recognizing as long as you recognize that i see i think there is for it and there is Mm -hmm. kind of a fun like i don't know like like you were saying like it is there i think there's just a place for that like kind of ridiculous to an extreme masculine image i would add in there that it's a very uh blatant example of marriage of physical and mental that not only were ancient roman warriors so well recognized and prized as seen through roman legionnaires and their armor and the fighting and all that stuff but also the to be fair it's more greece than rome but rome picked up a lot of it of the philosophy and the ideas and the sciences because they're still trying to study uh roman uh concrete aren't they like they never cracked that did they oh there's like there's i mean obviously blocks the whole areas in they try a hammer <laughs> did you try turning it on and on? Did you try chiseling it on and off again? Which I I would go on to say that I think is significant a little bit in terms of the things that do get romanticized. Um 
if we look at, at like yeah. the romanticized version of medieval times and the knights where yes they were physical and powerful but they were also maybe not quite to the intellectual degree but the intellectualism was not beaten down because the knights were chivalrous and knew how to talk to people and or the romanticized version were chivalrous and knew how to talk to people and negotiate and be charming uh cowboys yeah they shot each other but they helped the little man and they would rescue people and would do good deeds to do good deeds um even Mm -hmm. the gangsters yeah the gangsters robbed banks and shot police but the gangsters got romanticized for good reason because they also threw money to the people and would send flowers to the wives of men they killed yeah, I think those are both great points. I I could say about it myself. I think I would e- I would even go so for a non-Western example, uh, samurai. That's that's why the samurai have also been romanticized the way they have. Of again, the form or the physical of fighting in their armor, but the art and uh, poetry that also kind of came out of that period. Yeah, and it's something too. I think. Um... Like, going with, like, the East and stuff. And I've said it before, but, for instance, China has been around for, like, 5,000 years. You know what I mean? Um, And it had several, like, breakups and stuff like that. Like, dissolutions, almost, civil wars. And they're still together. Um, And that's why I think, like, as a cultural power, they're absolutely fascinating. Because almost nobody else in the world is as old as them. And as, like, a culture, if we're almost personifying it and romanticizing it, like... No one else has that long of a memory, just culturally speaking, um, except arguably for like the Italians, the Greeks and like. You'd say like the Jewish people, I suppose, but since we're talking about ancient Rome, like it's just so fascinating because even though it was in like imagining the the world we'd have today, if Rome had stayed together is like, I can't even imagine what that would be like. I have I have no idea. Um even though that they did disintegrate and kind of break up and it's like a tragedy. I mean, you feel bad for them at the same time. They were like victims of their own hubris and excess and all that classic like stuff that precipitates the fall of like a nation. Yeah. Um, It's just cool. What the Romans gave to everybody on the European continent, Um, like all this different kind of art and culture and all this stuff that they themselves had carried over from the Greeks and the Hebrews and the Persians and all these other people. And they gave it, basically all to Europe when they collapsed um, and, and, you know, old Roman road system they built is still like essentially the fundamental blueprint for how travel and trade has functioned in Europe for like, like, like a thousand years. Um, it's just kind of insane when you think about that. Um, but, but yeah, they, you know, there's like, there's a really romantic version of them um, that like, precipitated some of the greatest tragedies of the 20th century so i'm not gonna go like full bore into it but there is like you guys said there are like are just a great example of like what a culture can truly kind of be our next question what is a relatively easy meal to make that will impress people um casseroles are usually pretty good yeah and even i'd even say depending on how you you make them like good eggs and bacon and like a good breakfast something like that I'm going to go with pasta. Uh, something as simple Pasta's as just like fettuccine alfredo. 
And if you make your own pasta, that's even more impressive. (laughs) And it's super easy. It's just like flour and egg and like you just roll it out and cut it and you're done. Oh, really? See in here. It's it's super easy. If you have like a little pasta thing that you can strap to your counter that it's just to help. It's just to roll out the sheets. You could do it manually by hand. It would just take a lot longer. But yeah, it's super easy. Here and I was gonna say like the exact opposite direction of like even if you're just doing out of the box pasta and like a jar of Alfredo, the fact that you take the time to make, or not even make, to take the time to prepare a home meal is pretty impressive to begin with to a lot of people. Yeah. So if but you, can... you gotta make you gotta make your own Alfredo sauce. It's also or just Oof. even like a white sauce. It's super easy. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. It's just melting butter and cheese, cheese and milk and give it a bit of a stir and you're done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. what We got two more. Uh, how would you feel if your SO sent you a bouquet of flowers? With the further details, IDK, I'm in a long-distance relationship and I'm just feeling very deeply in love with my man at the moment. And I have the impulse to send him a beautiful bouquet of flowers. How would you feel if a lady did this for you? Is it too much? He has never gotten me flowers before. Happy to hear all your thoughts, experiences. Do it. Why not? Yeah. I know you go, RJ. I, I was going to say, like, please, send, flower, send flowers to your guy. Just be aware, like, if he's not a plant person, they're probably going to die. Even if he, like, sticks them in the water. Even if he is a plant person, some of those flowers are not meant to long for this world after they've been in a bouquet. Depending on what company you get them from. Yeah. Just know, regardless, I would be so happy. I like that for me. That would like that would mean so much to me. If you want to get really tulips, cheesy with it, send me tulips. They're cheap, but tulips are awesome. I freaking love tulips. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would just. I think it'd be beautiful. I, I. I would love the gesture. If you want to get really cheesy with it, you send the bouquet of flowers and have one fake flower in there with a note that says, "My love is as will de- perish with the final flower in this bouquet." But get that's it, the fake flower trick. won't die. And then if yeah, things go south, trick. if you wind up divorcing, say the flower was fake anyways. Oh shit, it's a backdoor. Yeah. This man thinks ahead. Always leave yourself an exit. <laughs> Always leave yourself an exit. I'm gonna die alone. <laughs> oh no. Aren't we all? No, everyone dies alone. I'm just thinking about that happy memory of maybe one day meeting a girl who would send me flowers. That would be nice. It would be nice. Yeah. Uh, our last question this week: What would you do if you found out someone you knew was smoking meth? Oh, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing at the <laughs> juxtaposition between this question, yeah, and the previous <laughs> and the one. Other one. <laughs> uh, the further details: Let's say someone you know quite well, like a close friend, James. Oh. What are we gonna do with you? That's a great question. You could go into business with me. Um, I don't know how to cook. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to cook either, but we no. I if I knew someone <laughs> who was doing meth, holy shit. Um, I, I mean, you have to talk to them, right? Like you yeah. can yeah. broach the subject. <laughs> You'd have to talk to them. I I I would at least I would be like, listen. Um, obviously, both of us know that this isn't like a good thing, like at all. Like this is arguably one of the worst things you could do. That <laughs> yeah. Means, that being said, uh, like, um, like I, I, 
I don't know what uh, where to go from here. So all I'm gonna say is like I'm I'm like here, I guess. Um, I my instinct how is tell, like, yeah. I would I would try a I would be very cautious of like. Okay, you're smoking meth. I don't agree with this. Please never get that anywhere near me ever, 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 ever. If you want to go like yeah. catch a movie, and it's not affecting the rest of your life, okay, sure, but you're never coming to my house again. <laughs> Let's not go out and drink. I don't want to go anywhere with you. That's that already dangerous substances. Yeah. Maybe you'd be like, ah, oh, just... Right, I'll try one, but <laughs> never again. <laughs> hey, you want to go to a movie? Oh, hey, yeah, it's also at this rehab clinic. <laughs> yeah. Let's just smoke a little bit of meth before we go. <laughs> uh, just a little bit. You're right, just a little bit. No. Shit. Uh, I couldn't. I don't think I could do that. I'd like to think I'm a pretty open and uh, accessible, like, attemptedly understanding person, but I don't know if I it's could, like... Meth. I can't... I can't support the decision, and I. It sounds really bad. I sound like a like a bad suburban no, mom. No, it's, it's like meth. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna. Well, it's like I'm not gonna stop you because it's like you. Like you, you can do it, I guess. But, it's I mean, one thing to say I'm not gonna stop you if someone wants to have dark chocolate. It's another if they say, "Hey, let's try crack." Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's kind of uh, it's kind of more it's of like, all right, but good luck with that. Yeah, no, you're right. I have no obligation. Not really. Yeah. So yeah, uh, meth. Just don't. Not even one. That's another good week. Another good episode. Uh, I mean, if you smoke meth, you probably won't be able to play Halo Three for very long. So like, that's at least one. The reason real things. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta keep. You gotta prioritize. But man, those right. matches will be insane. Yeah, it'll be pretty crazy for however long it lasts. For whoever else is on the mics. Uh, oh yeah. Thank you for joining this week. Always good. Of course, sir. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off yesterday. It's on iTunes and Spotify. Just like us, better buddies, iTunes and Spotify. Review, download, rate, subscribe, those fun things. It's good for you. It's good for us. If it's good for us, it's good for you. We're going to keep making the show anyways, but uh, I probably shouldn't have told you that we would keep making the show anyways because now you won't do it. Um, you can find us on social media if you want to talk to us and by talk to us I mean talk to our social media account because we're not crazy we're not going to build one of those weird parasocial relationships um, better buddies on Facebook uh, you could answer our you can send us memes to post in the, on Meme Monday or answer one of the icebreakers for yourself as we've begun posting those up there now Twitter at better budcast use the hashtag better buddies when you tweet about the show or our gmail better buddies cast at gmail.com you can send us fan art hate art fan mail hate mail declarations of love and or war questions you need answered or uh, icebreakers you want us to answer and last but not least be a better buddy So, I I had to realize it because the Bucks won. So I saw some ads about the Bucks winning and uh, buying apparel from Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah, and I have learned that Dick's Sporting Goods has the simultaneously best and worst URL ever. Dicks.com. It? It's Dicks.com. Oh, 
That's perfect. <laughs> like they don't even know. Nobody. They either them. got it that early or they got it that late. Oh, but it, it, it redirects. It redirects to DickSportingGoods.com. Okay, so they got it that. Or they had to. They had to have like paid money to get a, get ahead of that. They probably just. Yeah, they just probably bought it off somebody. Somebody made. I still love that that redirects though. That's that's still good.